It's Friday. I'm glad it's Friday. I could hear you guys. I was downstairs. I haven't even li- got to listen to <laughs> yesterday afternoon yet. So, or this morning, because you guys did uh, the morning too, right? Yeah. So, how'd that all go? Chaotic. Um, to put it lightly. Okay. Uh, it was definitely not um what I had planned going into it. Um, I wanted it to to be a little bit more organized but it, it wasn't which you know i'm i'm not surprised <laughs> but i just i want to preface anybody that has listened to it or hasn't yet and it's going to um that it is definitely we will not be putting out things like that all the time i can promise you <laughs> that is definitely a, a thing that's not gonna stay like a consistent thing where we're, we're we're better than that. <laughs> it's not my proudest work. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it was it was fun. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> now I'm definitely gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to it when we go driving out now. Why? Because I want to know. I literally hate listening to the, back to the podcast so much. Why? Because I don't like the way that I sound. Okay, so you, but you put your AirPods, you put your AirPods in like the last three times we've gone out for any kind of trip. Yeah, because we're not listening to the like baseline of our music anymore so it's just i don't know mm. i have uh the problem is that the the things that i'm enjoying listening to i am 100 percent returning back to my theater kid vibes because the um i haven't watched it uh and of course now i'm not going to remember it but there's a there's it's a, a musical um and it's apparently really good and uh <laughs> Ewan McGregor sings this song Mm -hmm. and it's so good to me and I keep listening to it like on repeat it's between that and um narcissistic personality disorder which I showed you and I really like that song too I don't know why I but I I'm just so I am physically affected by music and I've said this before I've tried to explain it to people people think it's just weird it's like I listen to things and they become like it it gives me physical reactions like i'll get goosebumps at things that most people are like oh man yo that note is so good i'm like really because i've been i the whole time my body is just happy that i'm listening to this it's like uh, i i don't know why but i adore music and like people oh yeah i love i listen to music all the time like i don't think you understand (laughs) i don't think i would last in a world where if I was like forced to not listen to music for, you know, 48 hours straight, I think I would genuinely start having like depressive episodes because it's such a necessity for me. Like I love music. <laughs> and so like the, the songs that, that I, that I listen to them being from, they, they also hold meaning based on either the first time that i heard it or whatever thing i end up associating with it because like there's um i think it's i don't want to offend like so many people but i i want to say that it's a kendrick lamar song and it is uh the beginning of it is just i have associated it with a few different characters but the characters that it's just that trope of there's so much going on in the background that you don't realize about that character unless you just hone in and mm-hmm. focus on that character's storyline and a bunch of things and their story arc and what's going on off of, you know, like screen time or whatever it is that it, it, that character is from. 
and it hurts but it's such a good song because of that to me and so it's just like i i've i'm adding all these things to a playlist on soundcloud and so i but i'm i'm hyper fixating on it and so it's hard because like i literally cannot go a few hours without listening to these songs (laughs) so that's why i do that going long periods of time i just want to listen to it and so then it's the same way where i hear my voice all the time because i talk all the time Mm -hmm. and it does not sound like me when i'm listening back to anything even with these really good mics it's definitely a lot better than like you know just like phone recordings and things number one episode number one yeah Mm -hmm. but it's just like i but because i've recognized what i don't like about my voice it's so hard for me to hear myself talk now because I it, I think that I sound so annoying. <laughs> I, I've realized that one of the things that I do and I've recognized what's more frustrating about it is that I've recognized that if I had a British accent, I'd probably love my voice because I talk without my nose, which is also why I can't sing with my nose. And so it's nasally to me every time that I speak and like, you listen to any any i'm gonna again probably offend so many people but you're like you listen to any british person that's how they all talk mm-hmm. they don't speak with their nose they're not blowing air out of their nose when they talk right so i and i've tested it before alone in my room you know talking and randomly just in british accents i'm like oh my god my voice would be so pretty and elegant if i had a british accent but i don't <laughs> and so i hate it and so anytime that i listen back i just think that i'm irritating and annoying and it's like why do i why do I talk like that? What is wrong with me? Why am I saying the same four things over and over and over again? Am I going to ever get to a point? Am I, are we going to reach it at some point? Nope, still not there. So it's just, I can't stand it. I cannot stand listening to myself. And I do not understand how any of you like hearing me talk because I I can't. Well, I, I hate it. for the record, as of right now at this recording, 443,863 people have liked hearing you talk. And I don't understand it and, i appreciate and all by the way that's so assuming much. only one person listens per download that's assuming so like because we know for a fact that by the way all of you guys in the, all of the public places where we're we're streaming right right now or you're listening to us thank you so much because we really <laughs> appreciate it and uh those of you who have been coming to our facebook page and and you know coming and liking the page we definitely appreciate that we you know it makes us really happy we really are so but yeah i mean here's the thing you and you probably don't know this, you don't hear you at all through your ears. You are not hearing you. Yeah, I know that. Okay. I didn't know if you knew that or not. You're literally bone conduction. That's how you hear yourself. That's why you always sound deeper to you. You always sound fuller in your voice to you. I always wonder, like, somebody like the epic voice guy, I'm going to ask him. Uh, I think his name's David. Anyways, friend of mine on, we're we're now, like, just chit-chatting. Um, I pop on into his live. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> so it's kind of cool." Um, but we've we've kind of gotten to that point. I wonder how he sounds to him because he sounds so deep and full to us. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like, did he sit there and like one day, go, what the, like, I'm just rattling my own brain <laughs> at at that point. But I hate my voice. I we all wish people could hear us the way that we sound to us. And you'd think somebody would have like software that would be like, oh yeah, here you go. Oh, I still don't think that I do. The, how I sound to myself when I'm talking mm-hmm. is still bad. I don't like the way that I sound at all. Like no part of it. The only things that I've like messed around with and like talked, not talked, but like uh, I, I, all the time I sing, like it's just, it, I also could not go very long without singing. And I've gotten to the point of not really caring 
that that's just part of my personality. I will randomly break break into song and dance for no reason in particular, just mm-hmm. because it's been playing in my head and I need it to stop playing in my head. So I'll sing it out loud. I've been doing it with the the song that that I was talking about, <laughs> but um, like I've I've gone back and forth and thought to myself like you know what if I could be like a, a voice actor because like I can give myself a pretty funny range of things and I've like. I feel like I have a, a, a it's, it's something that I would be so ashamed of if I ever do <laughs> like mess around with these mics because I'm so curious how I sound when I give myself the, the higher pitched voice that like I hear when people uh, more recently than uh, at least that I've noticed that there are girls uh, girl bands that are coming out where they have that high pitched um, very feminine voice but they're doing um either soft rock or just <laughs> hard rock songs mm-hmm. and i think it sounds really cool and like i've i've messed around singing other songs in the shower and things like that and i'm like i wonder i want i really so curious how i sound when i do that but i don't want to know because i feel like if i do not sound how i think i sound <laughs> then i'm gonna hate it even more so it's just it's it's i don't know it's hard i got got love having literally like no self-esteem when it comes to (laughs) how you sound because i i can't i can't i don't get it i do not understand how people it makes sense to me more so when like people talk to to singers and everything like yeah no i i hate my voice like i don't Mm -hmm. understand why you guys like it but you know you guys like it that like i get it i understand because i cannot stand listening to myself talk i cannot stand listening to myself sing I'm more irritated now because when I did have that short period of my life where puberty hit and then my voice had gotten deeper and for some reason I could sing so well and I recorded so much when I was playing ukulele, playing on the piano, doing all these things and I still have all of those recordings and everything on my phone. They'll probably never see the light of day so I'm sorry if anybody was like, oh my god, like no, uh-uh. <laughs> but I feel like I sounded really good and I can't sound like that anymore. And it bugs me because I used to get, I used to hit really high notes that one of my favorite artists on, um, that I listened to on YouTube at that time, her name's Dodie. Um, I loved her songs and I would sing them, play ukulele and all that. And I, I can't hit those notes anymore. And it makes me so sad because I don't know what happened. I don't know if, I mean, I probably just, I grew, I'm still, Mm -hmm. you know, filling out. I've noticed as my face is wider than it was even just like two years ago, yeah. which is expected. Everybody's still, you're still developing, maybe not majorly physically, but all the way, you know, you still develop. And I've been noticing that certain little things like that. So I, I think that's probably the reason, but still it's makes me sad because I didn't realize what I had until it was too late. <laughs> but anyways, I want to stop talking about this because. No, <laughs> that's know. fine. I'm just, y- you know. I, I get it, and it's your insecurity, and it's just something that we are going to push through, and you're either going to hate me at the end of it, or you're going to be fine with it at the end of it, because I don't want to be on video. I'm losing weight right now. You said that you could tell I'm losing weight right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I still don't want to be on video, but we talked about the fact that you know weight loss is one of the most consistently trending things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so I got to do it, and I'm like... But I hate myself on in any shape. I hate my I hate pictures of myself, videos of myself and everything. But you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever it takes, because at the end of the day, we only have one life. You shouldn't be insecure. And I've had this talk. And if I hated your voice, I would not have you anywhere around me because, my gosh, you talking is not a problem. (laughs) So but 
your voice is fine. So I, I get it. But that I can say whatever I want to say. It's just not going to change you right away. And, and I get that. But, you know, sometimes it's just something we have to push past. And for me, I listen to them because I want to hear what I can improve and how much I have improved versus when we first started. Because when we first started, we had a lot of uh, uh and things like that where we don't now. So I just every now and then when I hear us talking and one of us goes, um, I'm like, whoa, it catches me because we don't do it anymore. Right. (laughs) So it's like it's one of those that that's that's always a good thing to have. And with that, welcome to the Friday edition of the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where we talk about everything because everything's stupid. I'm Joey and I'm Kiki. Let's get started. So, oh, I want to let you know real quick that I totally like I don't think I said that right when I was introducing it because you you changed the intro Mm -hmm. and I said it, too. I was like, listen, I don't know if I said that right. I doubt that I did. I'm still trying to get used to that being what it is. Yep. Welcome to the Stupid Podcast yeah. and everything. Yeah, we'll, yes. we'll get there. <laughs> but but I, I changed it because it was like, I, I that's the one thing as I was listening to it, it was like so long and I'm like, okay, great. You know, and it's like, but I, but I just think, you know, that's one of the things you got to do anyways in any successful podcast because that's what everybody says. You change it and, you, you know, that way you, you can listen to it and go, oh, I know what season this was. Oh, I know it, you know, where where this fell in line and, and all those kinds of things. So all, those are always good to me. So we're going to be doing just a couple of little uh, free-for-all things, but you have some, uh, what do you have? Malicious compliance stories. And then I have just some gross, gross facts. So just for fun, like the fact that, and I told you a couple of them, but uh, here's a fun one. Did you know that eventually when you die, well, eventually your gut is going to eat you? Is what it comes down to. You know, when people die, one of the things that happens is your gut distends. And your gut distends because it has finally gotten through all the food and it's eating the lining inside of you. And whales do that and they explode. Well, your body does the same thing as part of the preparation that they do. But every now and then it doesn't happen and they'll find a body or something that's been out in the woods or something like that where literally the body has exploded because the gut ate it, fermented everything in it, and expands out and explodes like a water balloon. So... Just a fun fact. So what's your first malicious compliance? <laughs> um, is this one's titled that one time my son was sent home because of dress code violation at school. So uh, when my son was in middle school, I was notified he had to be picked up because he was in violation of the school dress code. I asked what the issue was on the phone and was told he's wearing a shirt that shows nudity. I freak out and rush to the school, my mind worrying as to what he possibly could have worn. None of his clothes that I knew of had nudity on it. As he gets in the car, I see the quote-unquote violation. He wore a t-shirt with Bruce Lee on it from Enter the Dragon. When I got home, I called to confirm this was why they sent him home. Sure enough, a topless Bruce Lee's bare chest sent someone clutching their pearls, apparently. A quick stop to the craft store followed. Using puffy paint, I superimposed a lovely bikini top to cover Bruce's man nipples. He wore the shirt to school again, and nobody dared say a thing. Wow. And I'm just, I'm so sick of you pussies. I am so sick. Of, like, everybody. I was watching, I was, I don't remember what, oh, I was, I was watching something that was somebody who just wanted to have a discussion. And literally just wanted to have a discussion about what people were going to college for. No big. It's innocuous, right? Mm-hmm. And said, hey, but in order to do these interviews, we have to have you fill out an application and a release because we don't want to, you know, have any problems. So you have people sign a release because it's for profit and everything and want that you're allowing your likeness and your everything to be on video. 
And in that, you have to check whether you're male or female at a college in California. And guess what happened? People lost their mind. Because there was only two genders listed on the application. Nobody had a discussion about anything else because people were, I'm triggered, yelling, screaming, and all. You know what? They're adults. They're adults. I, I've said this before. They're, they're adults. It's like I'm so – you people are making are, – are just pussifying their kids. They're literally making their kids – my daughters can kick your boys' butts because my daughters are real. My, my daughters today, what, what, did, what was uh, – Tabby and Lily were cleaning out the gutters, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about them doing food, and it's like, oh, my gosh, there's a shirt with man nipples. Oh, man, don't come to my house. Don't go to the lake. Don't go anywhere public. Because if that triggers you, I'm sick of you. I literally, I'm waiting for the day that somebody tries that. That's. Mm. I'm glad you put a bikini top on him. I'm absolutely glad. Like, like it makes it just the absurdity of the whole thing so amplified. Especially that you did it with puffy paint. So like people are gonna see that from a profile and go, "What is that?" And he's gonna turn. Oh, I, I hope your son's cool with it too. I hope your son's like, hell yeah, mom, let's do this. Cause that, that makes your son awesome and you're making your son strong. So good job. So, I mean, that's just absolutely ridiculous. In the meantime, do you know, you know what a tumor is, right? More or less. Okay. So tumors. Yeah. Basically it's an invasive buildup in your body and it's generally caused by a whole bunch of things that can cause tumors. Right. But do you know what a teratoma tumor is, which is a kind of tumor that people can get and do get on a regular basis? I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. Oh, these are tumors that specifically can grow hair, can grow bone, but all, more commonly grow their own teeth. Tumors in your body with teeth. So just I don't like these. <laughs> you're not supposed to. Oh, I know Lily would will absolutely adore them, though. So. All right, so what do you got next? I love that one. That one was good. Uh, This one's titled, Boss told me to gain some perspective, so I did and found a new job. I worked as a systems administrator for an IT firm. I got tired of dealing with abusive and angry clients for five years. I got tired of being micromanaged and being exploited. I got tired of being talked down to like I was a child any time the slightest little mistake was made. When my boss learned I was no longer going to work in another market three days a week like I originally planned and he had no one else because no one wanted to deal with the jerks in that market, he spent an hour lecturing me on, quote, taking a long, hard look at myself, end quote. He said that he was concerned about my reliability after refusing to spend three hours a day commuting to the other market on top of my work day. Quote, if I can't rely on you to work in the other market, then I just don't know if you have much of a future with this company i think you need to take a long hard look at yourself and gain some perspective end quote you know what you're absolutely (laughs) right two weeks later i found a new job and gave my notice he begged me to stay offered me more money etc this went on for days i said no thanks i finally found that perspective you wanted me to find and boy am i glad i did a new job with a raise and benefits and no stress the only advice you've ever Hmm. given me of value good luck to you he let me go a week into my notice. Started the new job. Love my new boss and my coworkers. It's been over a year, and the former boss hired six different people to fill my spot. Each lasted about one to two months before they left. Hmm, wonder why that is. Maybe he needs to gain some perspective on how to run a company and treat people. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just love that it was like, uh, gain some perspective. And she just, whoa, the perspective from outside this horrible office is amazing. It's like, wait, not like that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. <laughs> just the pure panic. I'm just like, wait, 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 God. No, no, hold on. You can't, you can't leave. We need you here. You're wanted here. Like, come on. We, we love you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then it's just like, no, but you told me told me to take a long hard look at myself and i did and i realized that the problem is you (laughs) yep just like i i love stories like that so much i i actually had well i we've talked about it that my what ended up being unknowingly um what would you consider mine pro revenge or nuclear revenge which one i don't know what you're talking for clarion that's right i'm gonna say their name because they're gone Uh, for the custom window window company I'd say pro revenge. Okay. But yeah. it was but you didn't do it on purpose. So it's not really revenge. But I kind of knew what they were doing. I was playing more of an innocent card to it going, hmm, you know what I mean? Like I knew I could have I would have shut up and been like, "Oh yeah, sorry." Well, then yours is, I mean, I feel like yours is kind of malicious compliance. Yeah. Because it was malicious compliance that ended in them and their absolute downfall. Because they said, ah, nah, this is what's going on. And you said, hmm, okay. <laughs> then they lost everything. Here, would you like a non-gross one? Yeah, sure. I okay. feel like it's a trick question. It's it's not. No, it's actually not. So, um, we actually glow in the dark. So, human beings glow in the dark. We... The, the light, it's it's too weak to be seen by our own eyes, so we don't notice it, but we do. We glow in the dark. So, and there are things that can see it and pick it up, and, and beyond the infrared stuff, we actually glow in the dark. I have one. Okay. We have stripes. Humans have stripes. Yeah. No, go and ahead. your cats and your dogs can see them. Mm-hmm. That's how they recognize you. You can lose weight, go away, come back. It's their pattern that they look at, not your face, not anything. You can go to your animals. It bugs and, and me wear. so much to know that I have had stripes, that we have stripes. Mm-hmm. I've had stripes my whole life. And there's a skin condition that makes those stripes appear on your skin. And it's just like, I, I don't there's something so magical about knowing that oh, yeah. we have stripes that I we can't see, mine. see. Right. I want to know what they look like so bad. It would be so cool. And it makes me wonder, like, people that have those, because, uh, like, I have discoloration on my face. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if, like, if that's a part of it. Is it, like, that's where, like, I, I, but I've never, like, asked any doctor or anything what or how you even test for said skin condition or anything like that. Because it's, like, that's always been the biggest thing. You're like, oh, no, it's a birthmark. It's not a birthmark. I do not have a birthmark on my face. It is discoloration. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, I want to know so badly if that's my face for some reason not getting the memo. <laughs> that, that's hey, the you're stripes. not supposed to be able to see it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, wasn't there supposed to be something you can do to be able to see it? I don't remember. Okay. I just remember that. It, I just will never forget that we have okay. stripes. I Ugh. It's so cool. Anyways. Okay. And before we get into the next one, I just want to let you know the longest tapeworm that was found in a human oh body was approximately 115 feet in one person's body. I anyway. refuse to think deeply about that. 115 feet. The doctor I worked for paid hundreds of dollars to eat dinner leftovers. So I worked for an orthopedic surgeon who constantly ate people's lunches and would leave $10 on the fridge. He really loved leftover home-cooked meals. I don't get lunches off. I have to go to work. To keep paying your salary, you can go buy another lunch, he would say. 
I hated him so much, but I got paid a lot. He was fresh out of his internship and residency, and he thought he was above everyone else. We complained to the office manager. She went to the doctor and said we were all pissed about it. The doctor told her to deal with it. If the doctor decided to eat one of our lunches, we could have the office manager just order us something. This was amazing. There were two people besides me that had uh, family and kids, so we always brought lunch leftovers. If he ate my food, I ordered from the most expensive steak place in town. Appetizers, 22-ounce steak, three sides, a salad, and a dessert. I'd eat the salad, and the rest went home. And of course, there are plenty of leftovers to take to work the next day. The rest mm. of the staff was doing the same, ordering full chickens, four to five different Chinese dishes, spending hundreds of dollars to replace stolen meatloaf sandwiches and day-old soups and spaghetti. The office manager went along with it. After all, he said we could order what we wanted if, we took our, if he took our lunch. It went on for about two months until uh, he finally caught on. From then on, he had the office manager order him a lunch. I did miss trading off cold pork chop and Spanish rice for prime rib and all the fixings. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a beautiful two months. <laughs> I think I told you the story about when we had a roommate when I was going to California Culinary, uh, California, the Culinary Academy of California Culinary Academy of San Francisco. <laughs> wow, brain, no wani worky at Friday. Okay, I think I told you the story about when we were mixing up a big, huge thing of wasabi. Did I tell you, didn't I tell you that story? I don't. I don't okay. know. So we were mixing up a big, huge thing of wasabi, and because uh, we were gonna have a big sushi. Oh no, this was at Sac. This was at Sac State. That's right, because that was Rodney. Okay, so we were at Sac State, and we were gonna have a big sushi night. And okay. by having the sushi night, one of the guys was gonna go to. When I learned who Otto's was, they went to Otto's. They got a whole side of tuna. Right. And okay. a whole side of sa a whole salmon, whole salmon. And he was slicing it up because he knew how to do sushi. And when he was wasn't working, he was doing that. So he's like, hey, so I need somebody to mix up this gallon of wasabi powder. Right. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll mix it up. I got a stainless steel bowl and I got a whisk and was sitting there mixing it, mixing, mixing, mixing it, getting it mixed up. And we had a, this one guy who was a doorm mate. He wasn't a roommate. He was a doorm mate. His name was Rodney. And he sat there and uh, he would always steal people's food. And he thought it was guacamole. He took a big ass spoon, grabbed it, shoved it in his mouth, got half a swallow in before violently screaming like he was actively being assaulted, for lack My of a God. better term. It was so much. We all were dying. Like his face, his eyes weren't watering. They were stinking, gushing, like just <laughs> like holy crud. It was absolutely crazy. That that he had done that, and it was like, but you know what? He stopped eating our food because he thought we were we did it as a prank on him purpose on purpose. And none of us were gonna tell him. And I was straight out. He's like, "Who did this? Who did this? I'm gonna." I, I did. I'm sorry. Were you gonna say you're gonna kick my ass? Because I really want to know. If you say no, I just not. You know, and like he couldn't talk. It was so we were laughing wow. and dying so hard. I wish there are so many things that I'm sit there and I look back at, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I wish that um that we had cameras and stuff back then like we do now you know mm -hmm. so and speaking of your eyes watering just so you know that every single time that your eye your when you get those little crusties and stuff in your eyes and your eye when you get tears and stuff there's a small part of urine in that so anyways what's our next one so yeah small part of your tears are urine complain to me pretending to be a patient's father well let's involve her parents then <laughs> I used to work at a very nice private hospital where the place looked like a hotel. The food was great and the service unrivaled. 
We were voted best private hospital in the country quite a few times, and all around, people were happy, and the care was great. The nurses were mostly old school, stern, but very passionate about patient care, with no time for anything that stops them from doing their job. My job was to focus on marketing and complaints, and to be honest, I didn't have a lot of work on the complaints side, but every now and again, something would come up. If there was an incident, the RNs would usually come and warn me to expect something and give their side of the story. One morning, as I got to work, an RN was waiting at my door to update me on an incident the previous night. There was an 18-year-old patient who had a small operation, but was prone to dizziness and fainting. Now, slip and falls are a big thing in hospitals, and these incidents get monitored very closely. Since she was a slip and fall risk, they moved her to a private room right in front of the nurse's station so that she can be monitored throughout the day and night. One night, the tattoo-clad, which was the older nurse's description, 20-something-year-old boyfriend comes to visit and forgets that this is, in fact, a hospital and not a hotel. Old-school stern nurse realized something is amiss when the room's doors were closed and, after she pushed the door open, the curtains around the bed were drawn, too. Seeing the privacy takes second priority to a patient's health and safety in a hospital, old school nurse wasn't having any of this. She pulls the curtains open, pulls the boyfriend out of the hospital bed, and gave them both a talking to. <laughs> Tattoo boyfriend left soon afterwards, apparently furious that his evening was ruined. Sure enough, two hours after the nurse visited my office, I get, a me- I get an email from a patient's father, quote-unquote, detailing how his daughter's privacy was invaded the previous night, how she had a private conversation with her boyfriend, and how they were unfairly treated by a nurse. I was surprised that an older gentleman, gentleman would write an email to a hospital with so many spe- spelling errors and complete <laughs> lack of punctuation, but the email address, something like tattoo guy at Gmail, was a total giveaway wow. as to who the real author was. Now, technically, I was just able to reply on the email detailing our experience and, and side of the story. However, sharing private patient information on an email to an unconfirmed email address is bound to get me in serious trouble. So I did what any sane and perhaps slightly malicious person would do. I called document control and asked them to pull the email address on file for me. This happened to belong to her mom. I forwarded the email to her, mentioning that I received the following email from her daughter's father, but since she is in the contact or she is the contact person on file and we need to stick with the people that we have permission to contact, may she be as kind as to share our response with him. I then detailed what the nurse told me about the patient being a slip and fall risk that requires constant monitoring, about the boyfriend visiting, about the door and curtain being closed, and the nurse catching them in the hospital bed together doing things. I apologized on behalf of the nurse for invading their privacy, but explained that open doors are protocol to ensure a patient's safety, and our main priority is getting a patient safe, healthy, and back to home as soon as possible. I ended the email with my contact details and invited her to contact me if she has any further questions. Well, if the patient didn't know about the incident, they knew now. Or the parents. If the parents didn't know about the incident, they knew now. I am told the daughter was well-behaved for the remainder of the time, and the boyfriend didn't stop by once during the rest of the patient's stay. So, lesson learned. Don't include your parents' details on your hospital file as your main contact details if you don't want them contacted. Don't try and catfish a hospital employee and respect a hospital for what it is, a place of healing and not a hotel. So, I saved this one because that story is great and also because so many nurses and doctors showed up in the comments oh, telling God, yes. more Come on. stories. Yes, okay, real, real quick. Do you know what uh, peristalsis is? No. Well, everybody, everybody has it. It's not anything to suffer from, but it's just the absolute knowledge that when you hear your stomach growling, that isn't your stomach. That is your intestines as they wiggle and move around actively in your body. So 
Anyway, what do we have for doctors? When I was doing ER clinicals as a paramedic student, the nurse had me describe the different EKG rhythms as I was seeing on the nurse's station monitor. One EKG was consistently, um, I don't know how to say, is it bradycardic? Bradycardic? Okay. Um, all of a sudden, the heart rate goes from about 50 to 90 and stays there. Oh, wow. Nurse exclaims, not again. I watch her march to the patient's room and drag out the patient's boyfriend. <laughs> when I was mm. still a tech in nursing school, I was tasked with going into checking on uh, 20-something-year-old 20, 20 uh, because she suddenly... Uh, see, this is, these are nurse terms. <laughs> I'm gonna say her heartbeat okay. or something. Okay. Uh, it was way high after being in, or way low after being in the 80s all night. Though she was snoring, opened the door, grabbed gloves, and then saw her in the darkness. Quickly closed her legs. She had masturbated too hard and brought her heart rate mm. dangerously low. Wow. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> see. Yeah, I okay, I've been in a hospital many, many times, okay? I've done a lot of stupid things and things that weren't my fault or whatever that just ended me up in a hospital. And I, and, and you know, I, especially in my younger, younger years, woke up every morning with my compass pointing north, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and if I was on my belly, I was, you know, stabbing a, a mattress. But I never, ever thought while i'm in the hospital right i'm just gonna knock one out here because there's too that. many people within six feet of me walking back and forth and any one of them can open a door and yeah you're hooked up to monitors they know <laughs> they they not only that but uh, what people don't get is most hospital rooms do have cameras so just yeah brains wow that's just just <sighs> yep okay so that's that one. Um, this one is titled, My coworker wanted to micromanage me and didn't like that I talked back, so he reported me to our director. I apologize as this came out to be a bit longer than I wanted it to. For a bit of context, I, 25 female, work as a part of a sanitation department for a hospital. We have multiple different positions, most of which work on upkeeping the cleanliness of the general areas of the hospital this as well as making sure patient rooms and other utilized areas are sanitized regularly to ensure patients and staff are protected as much as possible from any sort of environmental threats we take out trash from nurses stations patient rooms replace linen clean the hallways and floors as well as clean bathrooms daily i started working about a year before the start of the pandemic and as such a lot of our processes have as you can guess changed and been more intense since our supervisors often come around to each floor to make sure every everyone in our department is working properly and being diligent about their cleanings. My position was what we call a float worker. Essentially, I've been trained in every area and will be assigned to cover people who call in sick, are on their off days, or on vacation. This comes with a lot of hurdles, such as trying to remember what order everything needs to be done in every area. We've got approximately nearly 30 different areas. So sometimes I need to ask our supervisors for a quick refresh on things that need to be accomplished over the day if I don't feel comfortable with my memory of the area. The downside to my position is I won't know until I show up to work where I will be for the day. I don't mind this as it allows me to see a vast amount of the hospital and build a rapport. Rapport? Rapport. Rapport? Mm-hmm. That's how you say that? R-A-P-P-O-R-T. I've never actually had to read that out loud. Yeah, rapport. Rapport. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and 
build a rapport with nursing staff and doctors all around. Usually, if I'm covering for someone's vacation or time off, I will know ahead of time, as my posted schedule will have me in their position for that time. Now, on to the story. About a year and a half ago, I was scheduled to cover one of our guys who works in the operation rooms, or OR for sure. For about a month, for a little more context here, our team consists of four people. One person comes in at six, the, my position, which came in at eight, and two other positions that come in at nine and 11. Now, I don't mind this, as I was well acquainted with the staff he- there and the area in general since for a while I was set to cover the same person at least twice a week at the beginning of the pandemic. On top of that, working for the OR usually came with a fair bit of free time since there wasn't a whole lot to do other than ready the room for the next patient that would be coming through, and the stuff you were assigned to do other than those rooms were usually finished before your break, first break anyways. There was one downside. We'll call him Steve, about 56, male. Steve was our afternoon guy. He came in at 11 and ended shifts normally at 7.30, but later if the OR dictated it. He's an absolute scumbag, the sort of person who thinks LGBT people are just mentally ill and has told me at least twice that I am not built for working and that I should be in the kitchen at home preparing dinner for my husband. I'm a very open lesbian and he refuses to accept it. This paired with him being the the epitome of a teacher's pet. You did something just a little too slow, he would call our supervisors. Overrun with work and you couldn't get to your secondary task right away, he would call the supervisors. Went to your break just a little bit late because a patient finished surgery five minutes before you were supposed to go sit down and relax for a tiny bit? Well, you can guess what he would do. Steve was the reason not a lot of people liked to learn how to work the positions in the OR. If the constant calling of supervisors wasn't enough, which, trust me, it is for most people, he would insist on commenting on how you did things, uh, on how you did things, try to teach you better ways of cleaning if you weren't being absolutely efficient. He would harass people constantly, especially the women, asking them if they had done this or that, and most of all, he loved to try and boss everyone from our department around. Hmm. Our other OR guys have gotten used to this by now, and just ignore him for the most part but i on the other hand love to take the piss out of him sometimes just because it's fun the first week of my month long stint in or went without most of a problem from steve as i am normally very diligent about my work anyway so i don't leave stuff too long to give him any reason to talk to me uh the second week is where the malicious compliance truly takes place it was one of the busiest weeks of the or for the year where we would normally average just under 35 cases a day in our uh 10 room or this week we we averaged 52 a day cases were concluding in record time as the nurses and doctors wanted to get the hell out of the dodge before any extra cases could be added on this meant that our little team of four myself steve and two other guys were cleaning a room right in time to then clean another room this was the most stressed i'd seen any of these guys be but steve worst of all at around noon rooms were coming out and our early shift guy had just come back from his lunch which he had to take an hour and a half because of all of the cases we cut through the two rooms we had left and i made a quick round of my area to make sure things weren't in shambles before I started to plan on heading to lunch. My area was as tip-top as it could be, so I checked the board before letting the guys know I was heading to lunch since we had some free time before more cases came out. Everyone was okay with this, except for Steve, surprisingly. He stopped me, and this was the back and forth that ensued. Steve, wait, have you checked your sinks? Me? Yes, scrubbed them before the morning rush. How about your trash cans? My god, yes, I checked them. One of them is half full, but I don't see half an hour making that full. Now, can I go? I don't want to leave. What about your hallways? Did you dust them? Yes, I did. Now, please leave me alone. I need to go get lunch before. How about your high dusting? Did you get Steve? I am going to ask you once and only once. Mind your damn business and worry about your own area. And with that, I walked away. 
Steve very much did not like that at all. I was 10 minutes into my lunch in the OR's break room, halfway through my food, when our department director walked in. She walked over to me, tapped me on the shoulder, I had earbuds in, watching an episode of anime I'd missed over the weekend, and told me to meet her in our office after our lunch. I asked her what it was about, and she told me we'd talk about it when I got down there. I was pissed to say the least. I knew that little rat had probably told our director that I had hit him or something and was going to use my little outburst as a threat that caused him undue mental harm and that he didn't feel comfortable working around me if I was going to act like that. Mind you, I am 5'4", 130-pound woman who was as sweet as pie, and Steve is 6'3", and probably 230 pounds. As I was finishing my food and watching my episode, I peeked at the monitor on the wall uh, that kept track of patients coming into the room and leaving. Every single room was currently closing up their cases, which meant that my OR team was about to get completely rocked. I panicked for a moment. Then I remembered what had happened with Steve, and I couldn't help myself from laughing a little bit. Cue the sweet, sweet, malicious compliance. I put my lunch bag away with the other bags in the back of the break room, took my last sip of my soda as I tossed it, and walked out with a grin on my face. On my way to the elevators, I saw they had only done one room so far, and judging on that, I assumed it would probably take them another hour and a half to get everything finished for the rooms. Steve saw me on the way out and stopped me. Steve, OP, get your hairnet on. We have nine other rooms that need to get cleaned. Oh, I'm so sorry, Steve. I was asked to come down to the office by our director. She had something she wanted to discuss with me and and told me I had to come immediately after my lunch and not worry about the, but we are getting overrun with work. I don't see how that is my issue. If I don't talk with her, I might get fired for insubordination. So good luck. I'll try to be as fast as I can and smiled as I turned away. I got down to our office, and the director is sitting with one of our HR representatives. She motions me to close the door and sit down, so I do. Surprise, surprise, she pulled me in to talk about the fact that someone, of which she couldn't technically name, but everyone knew who was being talked about, came to her with a complaint about a hostile encounter in which I made the person feel uncomfortable. I laughed a little bit and told them what happened from my point of view. The director just kind of put her head in her hands, and the HR rep had to stifle a chuckle. I got quite... It got quiet for a few moments, so I asked if I was going to lose my job over this. Our director said that originally it was going to be a strike on my record and some disciplinary actions, such as taking some online courses about de-escalation of conflict and hostile work environments, as well as an in-service about what to do when a coworker you don't agree with on something, blah, blah, blah. But after hearing my side of the story, along with a plethora of other reports made by Steve about people in the department, she said she realized that she probably shouldn't have gotten HR involved until she heard my side of things and dismissed both the rep and myself. As I walked after the rep, I remembered those times he looked down on me for being a woman. Instead of heading back upstairs to the shit show that awaited me, I closed the door, turned back around, and sat down. She looked up from her laptop, sighed, and asked what I needed. I just smiled and said, I'd like to lodge a complaint about Steve. She stared at me for a few moments, then asked me to detail my complaint. Here's the list of things I had gotten her to put into this complaint. Micromanagement of peers, creating a hostile workspace, unnecessary reporting of coworkers, bullying, misogyny, discrimination of LGBT coworkers, sexual misconduct. Once he told uh, me I like other women because, quote, you didn't have a guy who could fuck you good enough, end quote. After going through the list, providing examples and approximate dates for said examples, my director just kind of shook her head and put her fingers up to her temple. I looked at her and just said, bad day to be Steve. And she nodded. Yeah. Bad day to be Steve. You can head back to work. I'll talk to him before I leave for the day. I left the office, headed back Mm. to the OR a whopping hour later, and our OR team looked absolutely dreadful. Even our morning guy, who was who is in his mid-30s and has been doing this upward of a decade was looking rough. They finished all the rooms. Impressive. They all looked at me and Steve was the first to say anything. Took you long enough, bitch. Where were you? Oh, don't worry. You'll find out soon enough. My meeting with the director went well. 
what and the mor- morning guy said asked what happened I said, oh, well, someone complained about me being aggressive and ended up turning into a conversation that would definitely eliminate the hostile work environment that was created here. Steve, who was now smiling, said, good, last thing we need is someone to feel uncomfortable up here. And then I said, oh, of course, Steve. Wouldn't want anyone to feel attacked or anything, right? Also, Steve, I had a question for you. Have you checked your break room yet? Last I saw, the trash was overflowing onto the floor. Steve left in a panic and the other three of us laughed. And now for the fallout. Now, so far, it might seem like this belongs on nuclear revenge, but sadly, the fallout wasn't what I was hoping, but it was still sweet to hear. I was informed from our director about what had happened with Steve. Since I was the person who levied the complaint, I was entitled to to hear about any actions taken to correct uh, when I had complained uh, about it in an attempt to let me see that action was taken on my behalf. She said uh, he would have been outright fired if it wasn't the only if he wasn't the only one who if I wasn't the only one who levied the complaints. Well, they took it seriously regardless, without other women stepping forward to say anything, they couldn't fire him off of my complaints alone. That being said, Steve was still reprimanded hard and was slapped with two strikes, three strikes gets you fired, and a year's worth of online learnings and in-service trainings for things oh, such as discrimination, wow. misogynistic reform, LGBT learnings, etc. This is called sensitivity <laughs> training, and for a lot of people, this is a horrible, horrible fate, worse than being fired. Uh, he was also told if it was reported, he had said anything close to what uh if he had said anything close to what he uh, said to me again he would be fired and blacklisted from hospitals in the state in good news since then i have become a lead for our day shift while i maintained my float status covering people who were sick and whatnot i did gain a few more dollars an hour some leadership responsibilities and most importantly of all (coughs) a fancy title to tell steve to f off with wow (laughs) that was absolutely beautiful and uh wow yeah no (laughs) We we can end on that one. Oh yeah, that was just absolutely. No, that's what I intended. I yeah. love that one so much. No, that that is great. And it, did they say what ward in the hospital that they worked with, or they were? In? They said that they were afloat. So they okay, so they probably went he, around to like maternity. He worked and, in OR. Right. No, I got that. And, I was, she, and she worked all around the entire hospital okay. cleaning. She I, was I she was, I was picking up other people's shifts basically she was like she said they were called a float so if somebody missed work if they couldn't be there if they were late or anything like that that's where she would go and she wouldn't find out where she was working that day Mm -hmm. until um she got to work that day and so because somebody in particular had like a vacation or whatever it was for two weeks straight that she would have to be working in the or instead of doing other things wow and so she was dealing with him constantly yeah i i I have all the respect in the world. Oh yeah, for, for that's her amazing. In, in that, and you know, and and nurses, because nurses, they just—I mean—they put up with. Oh yeah, so much. And, and I never even think about like this brings another perspective to mm-hmm. just how insane hospitals are. I yeah, because it's think not about just the, the people outside. Staff. You have yeah, absolutely. So, but well, I will end us with one last fun fact. <sighs> okay. Okay. It's I I promise that you will be grateful that you are not going to ever have kids when I tell you this one fun fact. So, okay, the average maternity ward has 18 women in any given day when when they're all averaged out over the country who are giving birth, okay? Okay. So 18 women in any given day giving birth. That means, and just um, because I'm sure you don't know um, what polymastia is. No? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. That means one of those women every day has to be... Talk to about how it's okay that milk is coming out of their armpits when their child is born. They are lactating out of their armpits. One in 18 women 
are lactating on average out of their armpits when their child is born. It is never talked about. It is upwards of 6% of the female population, which means one in 18 women is literally while when the baby cries and it spurs on milk production, it's spurring it on not only in their breasts, but in their armpits as well. That's weird. And with that, thank you so much for joining us on the Stupid Podcast on everything where we talk about everything because... Everything's stupid. And I've been Joey and... I'm Kiki. And be sure to follow all of our information down in the link tree and be, give us a like and a follow and we'd love you on our social media. We definitely appreciate those of you who are coming and we hope that you keep sharing us and bringing more people. You can also go to our website, stupidpodcastoneverything.com and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Peace out with your peace out. And happy Father's Day for any of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not a father. We're good. No, <laughs> I we're, we're good. I, I'm I'm happy. My birthday is like on Tuesday, right? Yeah. yeah so mm, Father's Day. They always coincide. Anyway, peace out with your peace out. Bye.